0: Welcome to Black Travelogues, a weekly discussion on all things travel-related, for the culture and by the culture. It's time to share and learn from our experiences while venturing around the world. I am your host, Delilah Shante, and now let's prepare for takeoff. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of Black Travelogs. I am thankful for you guys to have been supporting and I want to give a huge shout out to my girl Teddy Renee for her continuous support and being a reason why I stay motivated to do this because she told me that, you know, someone out there needs to hear what you have to offer and I believe that is true for everyone. Everyone has something to offer to someone else and I think whatever you're passionate about, go forth and work on it and give it you know, your all and just do it, you know, because someone may be looking up to you or get inspired by you from what you go through or what you can offer to somebody else. So definitely, if there's anything that you're passionate about, go for it and work on it. Also, I am in the middle of packing right now. So the episode may be a little shorter this week because I am going to Cuba this weekend. I'm very excited about that. I will definitely be uploading pictures and videos and sharing how my experience goes once I get back. So I'm excited. And this is my second time going to Cuba, but I'm getting to do things that I didn't get to do the first time. So I am looking forward to it. And I cannot wait to tell you guys about it. But anyways, I'm going to go ahead and hop into what's happening in Travel News because there's just so much going on. But, you know, as I said, I'm just going to keep it a little short this week. So here we go. know so many people have questions about cuba so that's going to be one of the topics for today's travel news a lot of people wonder how can we still go to cuba are we allowed to go to cuba what are the reasons we can go to cuba for but you can still go to cuba there are 11 different um reasons like there's like different reason codes when you're applying for your tourist card or visa for cuba and you can list one of those reasons (laughs) so Unfortunately, there has been a lot of rollback in us going to Cuba, or just not even like going to Cuba, but just the restrictiveness of it. So, over the summer, the Trump administration stopped cruise lines from being able to sell to Cuba, which I know that actually happened while someone I know was on a cruise and they had to reroute their whole itinerary. And it just sucks because, like, oh man, I'm getting to go to Cuba and all of that, get on a cruise. This regulation goes into effect immediately and your whole trip gets changed. But now there's um a new restriction coming again that restricts airlines from the U.S. to fly to all cities in Cuba except for Havana. So this is going to make it difficult for like Cuban-Americans or people that have family in Cuba that want to go visit their family that don't live in a major city of Havana because... Cuba is that largest island in the Caribbean, and so when you think about that and think about like traveling and how to get from one city to another, it's just a major journey once you get there. So it's going to make it difficult. There are um, flights intercity once you get to Cuba, however, there's also different rules where U.S. American citizens can't fly on particular airlines within the country so there's just so many things going on with that however i recommend trying to get to cuba as soon as possible if you still want to visit before they try to shut it completely down and it's just sad because going to the country and learning so much about their culture i really appreciate it being there and just supporting the people but it sucks like how the government really has so much control over certain things regarding that. And they have their reasons, which I mean I can understand, but at the same time, it's like it makes it more difficult for people that really just genuinely want to travel and do not feel like they're completely impacted by it. So it's very unfortunate. However, I say, if you can, Find a flight, book a trip, get to Havana. You can definitely do tours to other cities once you get there. I um, went to Varadero last time I went to Cuba, and that was about a two-hour trip from Havana. So, there's definitely things to do once you get there, and there's ways, you know, around it. But don't let it hold you back. But definitely go before they try to shut it completely down. Okay, so... Let me move on to the next topic I have for travel news. This is crazy to me. And I actually saw this pop up on Instagram. So I had to go look it up because I'm like, wait, is this real? Did this really happen on an airline that I fly often? So if you haven't heard or seen this, there is actually a lawsuit that has been filed against Southwest Airline Pilots. Um, was against Southwest Airlines and pilots from a flight that occurred back in 2017. And so the lawsuit that's filed, um, it was filed by a flight attendant on a flight. She alleges that pilots on this 2017 flight had an iPad streaming video from a hidden camera in a bathroom in one of the airline's jets. And it alleges that the flight attendant, she saw the iPad streaming video from the plane's forward bathroom when she entered the cockpit to be the required second person in the cockpit when the fi- when the pilot left to use the bathroom about two and a half hours into the flight. And it was a flight from Phoenix to Pittsburgh. But anyways, um, she saw the pilot in the streaming video on the iPad and in the co-pilot with a panicked look on his face. And she took a picture of this. And then she showed it to her supervisor or management, and they warned her not to tell anybody, which I think is crazy. But when you think about how some industries work or how some companies work, they don't want anything like that getting out to the public because they're going to be afraid that people won't fly their airlines anymore. And honestly, as a passenger on a plane... I don't really use the bathrooms on the airplanes I have before, but I can only imagine, like, actually going to the bathroom and there being a camera in there that's being live streamed and the pilots are watching. That's ridiculous to me. And the pilots had the nerve to tell the flight attendant, oh, it's um, top security measure installed. Um, What? Who puts a camera in a bathroom? Like that doesn't even make any type of logical sense, but um, since this lawsuit has taken place, um, she did file it. Um, her husband is also a flight attendant, but they did file a lawsuit, and um, whew, Southwest issued a statement that they do not install cameras in their bathrooms, which I would hope in no airline installs flights in. Ugh, not flights, but I hope no airline installs cameras in their bathrooms because like that's an invasion of privacy. And I would sue too. And I feel like if I seen something like that, I would want to report it. Like regardless, like, oh, you don't want to tell anybody about this because this would scare away customers. People still going to fly with y'all, but they may just be extra cautious because, you know, two bags flying free, You don't really get that with other airlines like that. So I'm not going to pass up on that part. But at the same time, I need y'all to get that together and take measures on people that do things like that. Because that's very unacceptable. But anyways, that's all I had today for travel news. And let me know what you think about what's going on because that right there is crazy. So now let's just go ahead and move forward to the topic of the week. We So money just to flex on them. We really got it So this week's topic is about saving up money. Well not really saving the money, but kinda about saving the money it is really about ways to make traveling more affordable. So I'm gonna go through a few different ways that I think will help people be able to travel more and make it more affordable for them. So I have like a little list of items. So first I'm going to start with, let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm going to start with um cooking. A lot of people eat out. Whether it be fast food, going out for a happy hour, even just ordering coffee in the morning, especially if you, especially if you order from Starbucks, Starbucks is definitely an expensive habit, one that I've broken before, <laughs> so I completely understand. And honestly, it's not even that great. It's alright, but it's not the best for real. Especially after you're traveling coffee in other countries, then you're like, whoa, this is so good, but definitely try to cook more so that's my first thing cooking more if you don't cook um maybe you should try to learn some new recipes it's honestly not that hard y'all you can just follow the recipes if you don't like to cook maybe you can like invite a friend over and y'all can do something together or if you can just like buy little meals that are under a budget so interesting enough If you know who Warren Buffett is, he actually is a billionaire. He owns many companies, but he actually sets his own budget for breakfast. So when he goes to McDonald's in the morning, he has a budget of $3.17. So this tells me that anyone, no matter how much money you have, can set a budget for yourself and try not to overspend. On particular meals or items because when you think about it $7 here $10 there especially if you do like Grubhub or Uber Eats you're paying like maybe two to five extra dollars just for delivery fees so it's not worth it and I definitely think trying to just narrow down how much you're eating out or going to happy hour or ordering food by cooking your own food or even if you're not the best cook just you know, trying to figure out a way to do it. That would definitely help. So the next thing on my list will be Capital, which is a savings app, investment app. But there's also a few different apps like that. But Capital is an app that allows you to save or invest your money and what it does is you can link your bank account or your card to it. And they also have a card that they offer. And with the card, you're able to, you know, use your card as you normally do. But what they do is they take the extra amount. So say you spent ten twenty five, they would take that $0.75 cents and put it into your capital account and, you know, include. And that would add into your savings. So some people some people may set a savings goal for paying off their student loans or you want to save money for a trip that's coming up or even a gift for somebody else. Or you want to invest your money into some type of like retirement or down payment on a house. You can set so many different savings goals on the app or investment goals and then use it as a way to start saving money because the change will add up. There's also other apps like that, such as Acorns. Acorns allows you to round up your money and then invest it back to different um, stocks that you may have invested in. So it's a really cool um, platform, and I think it's a great way to save money because who doesn't like to save? And it also gives you your activity And you can set a budget in there and you can transfer money to yourself and it reminds you of how you're spending. And sometimes we need a reminder to see where our money is going because sometimes we get a little bit too, oh, what did I do? (laughs) Where did all my money go? But anyways, I'm gonna move on to the next item on my list, which is payment plans. So payment plans are a great way to break down the payments for a trip. So, say you're going to go on a trip in like May of 2020. So, right now is technically it's gonna be like November soon, but say you have from November to like April to pay your trip off. What you can do is you can take the cost of the trip and break down the payments month by month or if you want to do like bi-weekly payments you can break that off into those payments for each month and then you have it included into your monthly budget of how much money is going towards a trip so if you have like six months to pay a trip or something and you want to do like $50 or $100 a month depending on how much the trip is I think that should be very doable for some people maybe not It really depends on you, but if you are trying to book a trip and you need a payment plan, definitely see if you can work with someone or if you're planning a trip through someone else. See if they offer payment plans. I know when I plan trips for other people, I definitely always offer a payment plan as an option, so that way it just makes it easier to stay on track with it. Some people prefer to pay in full, some people don't. Me personally, I kind of like being able to just like pay it in payments and in increments because it makes it easier. Sometimes I don't want to pay a full payment for a trip because it's like, oh, I have all these other expenses throughout the month, you know, that I have to be prepared for. So I don't want to spend all my money in one place. So that can definitely help you if you're interested in trying to break your payments down for a trip and not overspend I don't know even I know yeah even cruise lines have it where you can do payment plans where you put down an, an initial deposit to hold your booking for the cruise and then what you do is you continue to like pay on your trip until there's like a deadline to give you which is maybe like 30 60 days before the trip you have to have it paid off so that's definitely an, an option so the next thing on my list is going with payment plans is being able to prepay for things in advance but also I was going to say oh yeah you can do payment plans on flights so there's different um businesses out there now such as air air affordable and there's also a layaway flights one where you put down a deposit as well as a fee for them to hold a flight for you. So say you're trying to book this flight and it's like $1,600. I've never spent that much on a flight, but I know there's flights out there that cost that much. But you just cannot afford to spend $1,600 at the moment. So what you can do is you pay the service fee and you pay um, like a small deposit towards the flight to hold it. And then you, um, they give you a payment plan that's monthly and you, I, it depends on how it is. But I think it's either monthly or like weekly or something where you can set it up and um, pay on your flight. That way you're not spending like $1,600 or $300 at once on the flight and you're breaking it down. So that can definitely be helpful to a lot of people. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely look for something like that. And check out Air Affordable, and there's a few others out there. So the next thing I have was prepaying for activities. I mentioned it, but I didn't want to forget about the um, layaway flight options. So prepaying for activities can definitely help if you're falling. If you're going on a trip that there's an itinerary and there's some things you know you want to do when you get there. So I like to schedule some of my tours in advance before I get there because, for example, I'm going to Cuba. I know I want to do this Afro-Cuban tour out there and I know I want to go to Viñales, which is another city in Cuba. So I will just go ahead and pay, like, you know, however much it costs for the tour go ahead and pay that in advance so that they have it so when I get there I don't have to worry about spending that money and you know you like I said before you can use your savings plan as a way to have that money for your spending for your trip but also have it where since you're paying in increments or paying towards your trip just have that as an additional payment like okay I'm gonna pay towards this activity or this excursion or maybe the excursion costs a hundred dollars so I'm gonna save twenty five dollars every week and then when I get to one hundred I'll pay for that activity before I get there so when I get there I don't have to worry about having a hundred dollars on me to spend it. So I think that would help a lot of people as well. So definitely if there's activities you know you want to do in advance, definitely go ahead and prepay for it. I know some people like to wait till they get there to see, you know, do I really wanna do this? Or maybe I find something something else to do, but it's up to you, it's totally optional. This is just ways that I try to make travel more affordable for myself. So next, um, back to flights, I was going to add that purchase one-way tickets. I'm not sure if a lot of people are hip to this, but sometimes you come out a lot cheaper by buying one-way tickets instead of buying round-trip tickets. And me personally, I'm not loyal to any particular airline, so I would gladly fly Southwest to go somewhere and fly Delta coming back which is literally what I'm doing for Cuba, actually flying three airlines. So I'm flying Spirit to Florida, flying from Southwest, flying from Florida to Cuba on Southwest, and then flying from Cuba back to Maryland on Delta. So it came out a lot cheaper than me sticking with one airline and trying to buy one round trip ticket. And even if you're like you know that flights are cheaper from a particular area. For example, it is super cheap to fly from Florida if you're going to South America or Caribbean islands or Mexico. It's just so much cheaper to fly from Florida because it's right there super close to them. So, and flying to Florida can be also can be very cheap as well. So, flying to Florida, my flight was like $80 and then I found a flight from Florida to Havana and my flight. Actually, I don't remember how much it cost because I used my points and it only came to $30. So that saved me a lot of money because if I didn't do that, I would have ended up spending like almost $290 on a flight from Maryland to Cuba because I waited so long to book my flight. I could have got it cheaper, but I was waiting to the last minute. But you know, it would have been probably around $200, but I ended up spending, you know, a little bit over 100 with $30. Like, honestly, if I lived in Florida, I would just be going everywhere all the time. Certain states or well, certain airports, people are just so blessed because the flights are way cheaper there. I want to say Atlanta is very great with having flight deals all the time too. But definitely, um, check for flight deals. Flight deals can definitely help you. There's a few different websites and they have, um, what they do is they send out newsletters of all the flight deals. And I also subscribe to a different few Twitter pages and I get the alerts sent to my phone sometimes where they tell you all the flight deals and they have them by region or by like yeah, they usually have them by region, so I usually check for the region for like the DMV area to see what's the cheapest flights and y'all, there's some great deals on there. And I will get into things like that in a later episode, but I want to say Airfare Watchdog is one and that is a great one to follow if you're interested in if you're interested in finding cool flight deals. So, the next thing I have on my list is Using Skyscanner and Google's Explore options um, to save money on buying flights or booking or knowing the cheapest times to go. This can make your trip way more affordable because what you can do in either one of these options with Google Flights or Skyscanner. Skyscanner is an app slash website, so you can use that. Or Google Flights is a website as well. But they both have these Explore Explorer options. So with the Explore options, you will go there to the page, and then you can put in either the country or city you want to fly to, so for example, there, I want to go to, um, say I want to go to Bali, and I'm trying to figure out when's the best time for me to go, but also the cheapest time, sorry if y'all hear trains in the background, I live close to a train now, so I'm sorry (laughs) y'all, But, so, if you're trying to book a flight to Bali, but you're trying to figure out the best time to go, you can put in Bali and leave the dates blank. And so, what it will do is it will pull up the cheapest round trip um, flight deals to go to Bali. You can also do this with one ways as well, but I think it's cool to do the round trip so you can get a general idea of how much it would cost um, total for different dates to your destination also you can do it where you don't know where you want to go but you have certain dates you want to fly on for example if you want to fly December 15th through the 17th somewhere but you're not sure where to go just plug in the flight the um plug in the dates that you want to fly and what both will do with their explore options they will actually pull up a list of of different cities or countries that you can fly to and the cheapest round trip for each of those cities. So we'll list in order of the cheapest to the most expensive. And then you can also narrow down, I know on Google flights, you can narrow down if you wanna do beach options or if you wanna do like, depending on the type of activity, outside, adventure, they have different options. Skyscanner also have has options whether if you're trying to do like solo travel, kid-friendly, or kid-free travel. So there's a lot of great opportunity to find out, okay, when's the best time for me to travel and when's the cheapest time for me to travel? So definitely use those tools if you're looking for an affordable way to travel more and save money and not buy the like most expensive trip or knowing when the cheapest time to fly is but also I would say be careful with that because for certain countries it may be cheaper to fly there because there's something going on or there's it's just not the best time to go and when I say not the best time it may just be like okay, I went there and it wasn't as exciting as I thought it would be because they have all of these events going on or there's a lot of fasting. For example, in uh, UAE, United Emirates, yeah, <laughs> wherever Dubai is, over there, so they have Ramadan in certain countries and if you fly over there during Ramadan, it's not really the best time to visit because... A lot of people are fasting and there's not as many things going on as far as like local activity. So definitely keep in mind with that information when you're looking at these flight deals and stuff too, depending on where you're going. But I've definitely been able to see some very cheap flight deals. Like I saw like a round trip to Paris for under $500 and that's awesome. So actually, I'm getting closer to the end of my list. So um, the next thing on my list is try an Airbnb or hostel if you're up to it. I personally, personally have not stayed in a hostel before, but I have stayed in different Airbnbs. And usually when I go out of the country, I stay in an Airbnb or stay in a resort. But usually if I'm doing like a small trip or just like I'm trying to be fully immersed in the culture. I usually stay at an Airbnb. For Colombia, I stayed in the Airbnb. Cuba, I stayed in the Airbnb. I think it's a cool experience and you're kind of mixed in with locals, but there's also other tourists that are there too. But the first time I went to Cuba, we stayed at this beautiful Airbnb that was super nice, modern, had maids and security and it cooked breakfast for us every morning and it was just such a great experience everyone was so welcoming and friendly and the house was just amazing y'all it was so beautiful I have videos of it I'm gonna have to share that because I just couldn't believe how nice it was I'm like wow I would love to have a house like this one day <laughs> and be able to just run it out for Airbnb like this is so cool and also when you do things like that, you're splitting the cost between other people. So the house we stayed in had six bedrooms and there were about ten of yeah, there were ten of us that stayed in that Airbnb in particular. And so we just split it and somebody ended up getting their own room. They got lucky. But we ended up splitting the rooms, um, like to a person. And with that, it was the rooms were big and then everyone has their own space, their own bathrooms. And it's just like you're in your own little mini hotel room, but it's bigger than a hotel room. So it's great. And then we only spent maybe like a hundred and something per person versus if we would have probably booked a hotel, we probably would have been spending like Maybe like four or five hundred dollars for the amount of time that we stayed out there. So definitely consider that. Hostels are a little different. So there's different type of hostels. Some look like um, Airbnbs, or some are like similar Airbnbs, but some are also very unique. I remember walking past a hostel and. It looks like a house, but there's like different cubbies, like people can sleep in cubbies, like areas, and they have ones where it's just like bunk beds, and there's other hostels where you can rent out a room, or you're sharing room with you're sharing a room with other people. For example, there's this um, hostel in Houston called Wander. Love wonder stay <laughs> it's in houston but it's an um it was a new hostel that was opened last year in houston and they have different rooms it's a very beautiful hostel it reminds me of it reminds me of an airbnb but the setup is more of a hostel setup because some rooms have bunk beds and you're sharing rooms with strangers and you can also like pick your preferences when you're booking on there if you would wouldn't mind staying with strangers and they tell you like how many people are there or they have rooms where you can be private to yourself so those are definitely options to think about when you're booking a hostel or Airbnb but if you find great deals on hotels definitely do that as well and if you're like a rewards member or something with a hotel or have like some type of credit with something definitely use those benefits as well because who doesn't want to save money, right? Okay. And the last thing I had on my list was traveling in groups. Um, Like I said before, when we had the Airbnb, we were able to split that price between 10 people and it came to like a hundred and something per person. Sometimes when you travel in groups and you're booking things, it it can be a lot cheaper. You can get discounts. For example, I just I um, signed up some of the people going to Cuba for salsa lessons. But if you have under six people, it's $18. If you have over six people, it's only $10. So we were able to get the $10 rate because we have so many people that that were interested. So things like that definitely help. And you can get group discounts depending on how big your group is. Or if you want to split hotels with people or split the cost of a trip with someone, I know at resorts um it's very expensive to room by yourself but if you room with someone else you're splitting that cost the same with cruises so it's, it just saves you more money I personally I can stay with one person I don't know if I could do three people to a room at this time, but you know it is what it is it depends on how many people you're traveling with and the nature of the type of friends you're traveling with and what you plan on doing and how comfortable you are with people. And I love that I've been able to meet cool people to travel to different cities with such as Charlotte, Atlanta, um, went to Tennessee, I went to Louisiana. Um, yeah, been able to go to different places with people and just be able to split the cost with them and have a great time with people because that's what it's all about so these are some of the ways that you can make traveling more affordable there's so many more out there but if you have any that you would like to share please let me know but this is just a few I definitely have more things coming up in the future we will cover all of those later but I'm going to get back to packing now so that I can enjoy Cuba and not be stressed that I forgot anything. But we're going to close out the show and also I'm going to give you guys the travel business of the week and a travel tip. So let's get to it. I'm super happy to be bringing you guys this travel business of the week because they are the bomb.com, they're amazing. And they're actually the reason I'm going to Cuba. So the travel business this week is Black Travelgram. And if you haven't heard of them, I don't know how (laughs) because they are doing their thing. They've reached over 70,000 followers on Instagram, but it's a dynamic duo couple. Um, that started this page and they plan trips so many times throughout the year and they're always traveling, traveling together traveling separately but bringing people together and creating new experiences and cultural experiences as well as having fun but it's a very great organization and business that they started and I want to say thank you guys for the shirts that she sent me but Black Travelgram is so amazing and I cannot wait to go on my trip to Cuba with them as well as other trips that they have planned in the the future and if you miss this Cuba trip there's also one coming up in December They have a trip to Colombia coming up in November as well as they have a Bali trip uh Thailand trip a Dubai trip they have so many trips coming up but their Instagram page is black travelgram and the link to all of their sites are listed in the bio on their Instagram page so be sure to check them out I will also link it in my description box as well for this episode And I'm going to give you guys a travel tip for this week as well, because usually I do one or the other, but you know what? I'm going to give you both this week. So my travel tip this week is let go. Let go of all the excuses that you have for why you're not traveling. I know some people may have like kids or people have expenses and finances that they're worried about or you just feel like you're working too much don't be afraid to call out don't be afraid to use your vacation days let go of all the stressors in your life and just sit back even if you don't go somewhere like overseas or to another state you can have a staycation but let go of what's holding you back and think about how much better you will be operating once you let go of these things so that you can have a better life a better work-life balance a better life balance so that's my tip for this week because i see so many people that only take one trip a year but they're working themselves so much and it's just not a healthy state to be in so don't let work and the life that you're living consume you so much that you do not get to enjoy it as well so let go and I just want to tell you all to follow Black Travelogues on Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter as well. And tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe, to listen, and tune in. And I will see you guys next week and stay up in the air. <laughs> I don't know that was corny but don't judge me but definitely I hope you all have a great and safe weekend Halloween is today but definitely have a safe weekend and enjoy yourselves and let me know what trips y'all have coming up and don't forget to tag me when y'all travel okay tag me on black Travel Logs. I will definitely reshare it and thank you again and I'm checking out